Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that shares your values. More information is available at CharityMobile.com. About once a month, I like to bring to you for Sunday one of one or more of the visions of St. John Bosco. And today I have such a vision. He was a saint who was known for caring for young boys in an orphanage. And he was prone to having visions of heavenly things, usually of the spiritual condition of those under his care. And those visions are instructive for us because he always turned them into a sermon to try to do what he could to bring as many of the boys under his care to heaven. He was a pastor's pastor in that way. And today I have a vision of the the boys under his care bringing bouquets of flowers to Our Lady in various states of spiritual condition. And here we get a good insight into how efficacious our prayers are if we are under the reign of various vices and sins in our life, especially if we are unrepentant of them. It's food for thought. St. John Bosco's vision of his the children under his care giving gifts to the Blessed Virgin Mary for the intentions of healing a priest. I dreamed that you boys were heading in procession toward a lofty, richly decorated altar of Our Lady. You were all singing the same hymns to her, but not in the same way. Many sing beautifully, others rather poorly, and some totally out of tune. I saw, too, that some kept silent, strayed from the ranks, yawned or kept disturbing others. Everyone carried gifts, mostly flowers, to Our Lady. The bouquets differed in kind and size. There were bouquets of roses, carnations, violets, and so on. Some boys carried very odd presents, such as pigs' heads, cats, slimy toads, rabbits, lambs, and so on. A handsome youth stood by the altar. A close look would show that he had had wings. He may have been the oratory's guardian angel. As you boys presented your gifts, he took each and placed it on the altar. The first one to reach the altar offered gorgeous bouquets, which the angel silently placed on it. From other bouquets, instead he had to remove decayed or scentless flowers, such as dahlias, camellias, and the like, because Mary is not satisfied with mere looks. Some bouquets even had thorns or nails, which of course were promptly plucked out and thrown away. When a boy carrying a pig's head came up, the angel said to him, How dare you offer this to Our Lady? Don't you know that this animal symbolizes the ugly vice of impurity? Mary, most pure, cannot tolerate such a sin. Step aside. You are not worthy to stand in her presence. To those who offered cats, the angel said, Don't you know better? A cat represents theft, and you dare present it to Mary. Those who take what does not belong to them, those who steal food from the house, tear their clothes out of spite, or waste their parents' money by not studying as they ought, are nothing but thieves. These two the angel ordered to withdraw. He was equally indignant with boys offering toads. 
Toads symbolize the same shameful sin of scandal, and he dare you offer them to Our Lady. Step aside, join the unworthy ones. These boys, too, shamefully withdrew. Some lads came up with a knife stuck in their hearts, a symbol of sacrilege. Don't you realize that there is death in your soul? The angel asked them. If it were not for God's mercy, you would be lost forever. For heaven's sake, have that knife removed from your heart. Eventually, the rest of the boys reached the altar and presented their gifts. Lambs, rabbits, fish, grapes, and so on. The angel took them and placed them before the, the altar of Our Lady. Then he lined up in front of the altar all the boys whose gifts had been accepted. I noticed to my regret that those who had been made to step aside were much more numerous than I thought. Two other angels now appeared at each side of the altar, carrying ornate baskets filled with most gorgeous, exceedingly beautiful crowns of roses. They were not earthly roses, but heaven-grown, symbolizing immortality. With these, the guardian angel crowned all the boys ranged before Our Lady's altar. I noticed among them many whom I had never seen before. Another remarkable thing is this. Some of the most beautiful crowns went to boys who were so ugly as to be most repulsive. Obviously, the virtue of holy purity, which they eminently possessed, amply made up for their unattractive appearance. Many of the boys possessed this virtue, too, though not to the same degree. Youngsters excelling in obedience, humility, or love of God were also crowned according to their deserts. The angel then addressed all the boys as follows. It was Our Lady's wish that you should be crowned today with these beautiful roses. See to it that they may never be taken away from you. Humility, obedience, and chastity will safeguard them for you. With these three virtues you will always find favor with Mary, and one day receive a crown infinitely more beautiful than the one you wear today. All of you then sang the first stanza of the Ave Maria Stella, Hail Star of the Sea. Afterwards, you turned around and filled, filed away as you had come, singing the hymn Laudate Maria, Praise Mary. So full-heartedly that I was really amazed. I followed you for a while, then I went back to take a look at the boys whom the angel had pushed aside, but they were no longer there. My dear children, I know who was crowned and who was turned down. The latter I will warn privately so that they may strive to bring gifts pleasing to Our Lady. Let us make a few observations. 1. All of you were carrying a variety of flowers, but unfailingly every bouquet had its share of thorns, some more, some less. After much thinking, I came to the conclusion that these thorns symbolize acts of disobedience, such as keeping money instead of depositing it with Father Prefect, asking leave to go to one place and then going to another, being late to school, eating on the sly, going to other boys' dormitories, although knowing that this is always strictly forbidden, lingering in bed after rising time, neglecting prescribed practices of piety, talking during times of silence, buying books and not submitting them for approval, sending or receiving letters on the sly, and buying and selling things among yourselves. This is what the thorns stand for. Is it a sin to break the house rules, many will ask. After seriously considering this question, my answer is a firm yes, I will not say whether it is mortal or venial. Circumstances will determine that, but it is certainly a sin. Some might counter that the Ten Commandments say nothing about obeying house rules. Well, the Fourth Commandment says, Honor thy father and thy mother. Do you know what father and mother stand for? Not only parents, but also those who take their place. Besides, does not Holy Scripture say, Obey your superiors? If you must obey them, it follows that they have the power to command. This is why we have rules, and these must be obeyed. 2. Some bouquets had nails among the flowers, the nails which crucified Jesus. How could that be? As usual, one starts with little things and goes on to more serious ones. 
He allows himself undue liberties and falls into mortal sin. This is how nails manage to find their way into these bouquets, how they again crucify Jesus, as St. Paul says, crucifying again the Son of God. See Hebrews chapter 6, verse 6. 3. Many bouquets contained rot nor scentless flowers, symbols of good works done in the state of mortal sin, and therefore unmeritorious, or from human motives such as ambition, or solely to please teachers and superiors. That is why the angel, after scolding those boys for daring to offer such things to Our Lady, sent them back to trim their bouquets. Only after they had done this did the angel accept them and place them on the altar. In returning to the altar, these boys did not follow any order, but went up to the angel as soon as they had trimmed their bouquets, and then joined them to be crowned. In this dream I saw both your past and your future. I have already spoken of it to many of you. I shall likewise tell the rest. Meanwhile, my children, see to it that the Blessed Virgin may always receive gifts from which she will not have to refuse. A sobering reminder, I think, from St. John Bosco about the need to, of course, have good motives for our good works, to be in a state of grace, and that, as a reminder, mostly our prayers are unmeritorious when we are not in a state of grace. That's not to say that you should stop praying when not in a state of grace, that your prayers won't be heard. It's just that presenting yourself to holy things and to, and to the saints when you are in an insufficient place to do so is ill-advised, as you can see from what St. John Bosco was trying to relay to the boys under his care. Let me know what you thought of this in the comments. Please like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.